Imagine if you could overhear private, unfiltered conversations between the world's most influential and inspirational women. Now you can. Welcome to Leadership Global, where you'll hear from inspiring leaders who will help you define your vision, grow your leadership, expand your influence, and increase your impact to leave a lasting legacy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Lead Hership Global Program. I am so excited to welcome all of you to this week's program, where we have the honor and pleasure of speaking with Alison Conte. She is an author, speaker, coach, professor, consultant, and priestess of the sacred feminine. Today, I have such an exciting show for you. We are going to talk about embodying feminine leadership, the essential solution for a much more beautiful world. And, you know, we have found that good leaders often possess a combination of various leadership qualities like creativity, motivation, vision, and empathy. But the most successful leaders are able to adapt to the needs of lots of different kinds of situations, employing their diverse set of leadership skills in order to achieve their goals. Traditionally, the idea of feminine leadership is used as a kind of shorthand for an approach that places more emphasis on things like empathy, humility, relationship dynamics, especially in a business practice. And the result can actually deliver a much more considered rather than impulsive decision-making process and subsequent action. So traits like sensitivity, supportiveness, gentleness, warmth, cooperativeness, expressiveness, modesty, humility, empathy, tenderness, the ability to be kind and helpful and devoted and understanding. All of those things have been cited stereotypically as being feminine, but feminine leadership belongs to us all. It's a state that recognizes and understands the power of connecting, of learning, of sharing, and as evolving as a leader. Feminine leadership creates a space for unique creativity, inclusiveness, collaboration, supportive competition, and those that step authentically into their feminine when they're leading are able to demonstrate insight, kindness, and the desire to energetically connect to and unlock the true potential of others. So I am so excited to be able to dive into this meaty topic with Alison Conte. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Alison before we jump into today's conversation. Alison serves as a bridge between the worlds of leadership and spirituality. She has spent 25 years consulting to global organizations while also cultivating personal mastery and spiritual wisdom. Her embodied integration of the outer and inner work of leadership is an incredible example to those who seek to create positive change for all. Alison is an instructor of executive leadership at Harvard Business School and an executive coach and C-suite consultant, as well as being a published author and speaker. And get this, she's a mystic, a spiritual guide and an ordained priestess. Her business, Sophia Leadership, aims to usher in a new paradigm of peace, equality, and environmental sustainability 
by developing and resourcing the women who will lead the way. In this leadership temple, women learn the source of true power of the divine feminine, and they integrate both feminine and masculine values in their leadership so they can deliver on the mission with impact, with alignment, with joy and ease. It is both a leadership journey and importantly, a spiritual journey. She also serves in the ministry role at the Sanctuary for Sacred Union, which is an interspiritual organization that she co-founded with her husband. Prior to her post at Harvard University, Allison served on the faculties of the Center for Creative Leadership, the Gestalt Institute of Cleveland, and the Integral Center, and worked as a master executive coach in Case Western Reserves University's Weatherhead School of Management and the Executive Education Program there. So, wow, Allison, what a pleasure and what an honor to welcome you to Lead Hership Global's program today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Thank you so much for having me. I am so pleased to dive into this topic with you, Allison. Now, before we begin, I'd love to understand a little bit more about your journey. What's led you to have such passion around this idea of female leadership? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll just say I, it's a very personal journey for me. And I think it is for every woman. I started my career, my leadership consulting career, working really hard, trying to prove myself. And over time, what ended up happening is I burned out. I burned out and I couldn't work for two years. I literally was so sick. I'm so glad that I had made some good money at the, you know, <laughs> at the beginning because I had to spend it all yes. on my health and my well-being and my livelihood for two years while I was healing from burnout. And one of the things that I realized, you know, people had told me for a long time, many, many years, people had told me for a long time that I carried a lot of the codes of the sacred feminine in me, which I thought was really nice compliment, but I really, at that time had no idea what they meant. I had no idea what that meant, but during this time when I was in burnout, I, I got taken on kind of a, a mystical spiritual ride with the sacred feminine. And I realized what was actually going on here. She was showing me how imbalanced our world is. Um, and I had, you know, I had studied for many years with this beautiful teacher, Barry Johnson. I want to bring him into this conversation because he taught me a framework called polarity thinking that I still teach and uh, that to this day is part of every single consulting engagement that I do, every executive coaching engagement that I do. It's part of the um, the foundation for Sophia leadership model that I use and the Sophia leadership assessment that I use. He taught me this framework of polarity thinking. It's a way of understanding values that come in pairs, that values come in pairs and that uh, opposite values seem like they're opposed to each other. They actually seem like they're opposed to each other, but really in truth, they are interdependent they need each other over time. So for example, um, doing and being, thinking and feeling, reason and intuition, 
um, centralized control and decentralized control of an organization. Directive leadership and participative leadership. You know, there are, there are all these different um, polarity tensions that we have to deal with in leadership and organizations, structure and flow. For example, that's a really good one. For example, we need we need structure in order to, for the flow to be healthy, right? If we don't have any riverbanks, the water seeps out everywhere and floods. <laughs> so that's what I mean by polarities. There are these there are these pairs of values that are interdependent, and um, but they seem like they're opposed. So with that and this mystical journey that I went on, I realized that what's going on is in uh, patriarchy um, is not just about gender. It's not just about we need more women in leadership positions. What we need is a balance of feminine values with masculine values. In this world, in our leadership, in our organizations, you know, all of it. And it's this imbalance where we tend to prioritize, glorify, and allow to dominate all the masculine values in our organizations and in our leadership that has led us to near extinction on this planet. You know, it leads us to extract from the earth rather than uh, exchange with the earth. It leads us to take instead of give. It's like, it's, it's uh, this dominant patriarchal paradigm is killing our planet and killing humanity. So in order to correct that imbalance, we need more of the feminine principle. What I mean by the feminine principle is all these feminine values in balance with the masculine ones. So it's not really just about gender. It's really about bringing our lives, our organizations, and our leadership back into balance and being able to not just talk about that, Linda, in like a cognitive way, like get it up to here down into our brain, <laughs> but it's about being able to live from a balanced place, being able to embody these feminine values in a way that inspires and shows others the way forward. Is that making sense? Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much, Allison. That's beautiful. So it sounds as though that a lot of feminine leadership is based on alignment. It's based on balance and the connection to your core beliefs. So help us understand how we become misguided, flawed in our limiting beliefs. What are some of the most common ways that we begin moving away from feminine leadership or the balance between the feminine and the masculine? And what does that create in our lives? I think one of the things that's, I mean, there's many polarities that are out of balance, right? So I think my my quick answer is find the polarities that are out of balance in your organization, on your team, and in yourself, <laughs> because we have to start with your, ourselves if we're going to lead a culture shift, you know? One of the things that's most out of balance, I think, for most leaders is the polarity of productivity and what I would call nourishing the producer. So productivity is a masculine value. Get it done, make it happen, check off the to-do list, 
you know, productivity. Um, but if nobody's tending to the producer, if there's no rest, no nourishment, no time to reflect, then the productivity actually goes off the deep end. That's where you get burnout. Um, so that's one, that's one place that I see most people living out of balance, myself included. You know, I have to watch that one all the time, all the time. Another one is the over-focus on reason and the undervaluing of intuitive wisdom. This is one place where I think feminine leadership is really needed in this world, that we've reached the limits, like we really have reached the limits of what reason can do for us. And not that it's a bad thing, we definitely need that thinking mind, that rational thinking mind. But without the wisdom that act, that comes from the heart and the wisdom that comes from intuition, the wisdom that comes from spiritual guidance, we tend to make decisions that are not in alignment with truth and with life, like with all of life. We'll you know, have businesses that are extractive of the earth or exploitative of humans. <clears throat> Because the feminine principle is not just intuitive, but it also the feminine is concerned with the well-being of the whole and not just the parts. So all of life, you know, when we're in touch with feminine wisdom, we are we are defending all of life, not just my uh, income or my fancy home, <laughs> you know, but actually what is best for everyone on the planet? What is best for all of the all the Lakota have a beautiful term they call all my relations, all our relations. What is best for all of life? When we lose the feminine, we lose those kinds of questions and concerns. Uh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Allison. I agree with that. So, you know, you touched on something that I think is so important, and that is being able to integrate intuitive intelligence with some of the more practical business skills that of course were taught in school, in college, in MBA courses, et cetera. But being able to really think about intuitive intelligence um, and integrating that in hard business skills to become a thriving leader, to really mm -hmm. understand what the persona of a thriving leader really looks like and clarify how to bring into balance the feminine and the masculine. So can you talk a little bit about what you mean and how you define intuitive intelligence? Thank you. Well, there's so, there's a lot there. <laughs> there's so much there. I've written about this topic and um, let me just start by saying, I actually don't separate the intuitive intelligence from the spiritual connection. And some people do, you know, some people might just say you have your own intuitive intelligence. I, and you do. And in my world, that's also connected to your, your connection to the, all that is your connection to the divine matrix, the source of all life. That's in my world. That's actually where intuition comes from. And so it's such a boost to our small human rational mind because when we tap into intuition we tap into the wisdom of all that is the wisdom of creation it's so much bigger than what we can do on our own 
Oh, I so believe in the power of co-creation with the divine. I love that, Allison. Can you talk a little bit about the intersection between energetic self-care and being able to thrive in a leadership position, how to find more joy to help you thrive as a leader and to bring into balance the feminine and the masculine energies that we all have. But that intersection between energetic self-care and leadership, I think is a place that many leaders discount. Well, there's a paradox in there. <laughs> uh, there's a paradox in there that we, you know, when we're leaning too far forward, when we're, uh, we're, we're efforting too much, when we're doing in a way that is draining for us energetically, it ha- that way of being can get results in the short term. But in the long term, so short term is actually a more masculine principle. And but in the long term, feminine principle way of understanding things, it can't, it's not sustainable. You know, and what matters to me is that we humans learn to live in a sustainable, harmonic way with all of life, which means we have to learn how to work in sustainable ways for ourselves, you know. I see too many people in the sustainability movement burning themselves out, working too hard, or in the environmental movement, because I consult to organizations that are working for the environment, and they're doing the same thing. So it's a, it's a good lesson for all of us to learn how to run our energy in a way that is not sourced from personal energy, because there's only an, a finite amount of personal energy. But when we source our energy from the divine or from the earth, which is divine, you know, from the heavens, from the earth, when we source our energy that way and allow it to flow and remove the blocks to letting it flow, um, we can accomplish a whole lot more with less effort, a whole lot more with less effort. So there's a lot of energetic practices that I teach how to work with your energy, how to clear your energy system every day as if you're taking a shower, but it's energetic. And then how to shield your energy system every day, like you're putting on clothes, like clothes are a kind of shield, you know, but it's an energetic shield. So only lets in um, that which is good for you, that which is nourishing for you, and how to source your energy in a way that it's like, uh, sustainable that it's it's an untapped resource this kind of energy i that love that sense? allison that is beautiful so what are some of those practices that you recommend to help sustain your energy by tapping into the divine tapping into this co-creative source and to be able to sustain your energy as a leader well the biggest thing is to learn to um cultivate receptivity. Receptivity is a feminine energetic, you know, and especially for women, we're giving, we're giving from our heart. We're giving so much outgoing energy, outgoing energy is masculine, right? So the feminine and women uh, for, for women, we actually, the way our bodies are uh, created and the way our energy runs, we actually have to receive first before we give. For men, it's the opposite. They like, you know, if you think about it, even in a sexual practice, they give first 
then they're open to receive. Then their heart opens after they've given, right? (laughs) Then they get soft and their heart opens and they can receive. For women, it's the opposite. We actually have to receive first before we give. Otherwise, it's not sustainable for us. So one of the practices that I love most is take a slow morning. Take a slow morning to receive first, pleasure first, sitting on the earth first, prayer first, whatever it is, gratitude first, you know, all these practices that fill up your system. So then you have something to give from and you're not depleting yourself. It's a long, it's a big topic. (laughs) You talk about that for a long time, but receptivity is one practice. Um, Gratitude and appreciation is another that fills up the system. So my spiritual mentor is an an indigenous grandmother, a, a lineage holder in the Apache tradition. And one of the practices, I'll share it with you. One of the practices that she has given me that I use almost every day is you got to get centered, grounded first, quiet in a, like a meditation practice, you know, kind of way open, centered, grounded. And once you're there, you focus on your heart and then you offer your heart gifts, gifts, things from nature that are not human because humans have a lot of static and stuff that you don't want, (laughs) but things from nature, like like your cat or your favorite tree that you like to sit with or a time a moment in time when you felt really connected to the earth and you give your you give images of these things as a gift into your heart and allow your heart to fill with this juicy energy of love and appreciation of gratitude for those gifts and then you let that energy spill out and filter through your whole system as a, it's called a recharge. It's an energetic recharge. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. I love that. Allison, you're right. I feel like we could talk about this all day. (laughs) There's just so much to unpack on all of those incredibly rich topics. And I am so appreciative of the advice and guidance that you've offered our audience already. And some of the practices that they can put in application right away. Some of the ways that they can take action to bring the masculine and feminine into balance, the idea of polarity, having a soft morning. I love all of that. Now, I do have to ask you, as I do all the extraordinary leaders that I have the privilege of speaking to every single week about leadership advice. And Allison, I'm so curious about what leadership advice you've received. You've had an extraordinary career and you have really pioneered your own path. You're a trailblazer in this arena. And so along the way, you probably have been touched by incredibly powerful, transformative leaders who have poured into you. So what leadership advice would you offer our audience that you'd like to pass along to them that has really made a difference to you? Thank you. Well, Actually, when you asked this question, the first thing that came up for me is a very recent example. So it's not like from 20 years ago. (laughs) It's from like two weeks ago. (laughs) I was struggling in my own business. You know, a big part of what I'm teaching here is how to embody the new paradigm 
that will lead us into a golden age of humanity living in harmony with all of life, equality, peace, you know, and all of that. And which means that we have to pull out and dissolve and deconstruct all of the ways inside of us that are still hooked into the patriarchal way. We have a lot going on in here that's still hooked into the patriarchal way of leading, myself included. So one of the things that happened for me recently is I was noticing that I had hired all these helpers around marketing because it's not my favorite thing to do. You know, I'm a I'm a coach and I'm a priestess and I want to be in the work. <laughs> and um, so I'd hired a team for marketing who I know gets, they I know they get what I'm doing and I know they get the imbalance and, you know, what we're trying to do here around bringing the new paradigm forward. But I was feeling like, wow, it's still the old way. This is still the old way. You know, it's not, doesn't feel aligned for me. And so the advice that I got was actually from both from my spirit guides and from my spiritual mentors who reminded me that as a way shower of the new paradigm, it is up to me to make choices that align with my heart, that come from the heart, that don't come from the experts saying, this is how it's always been done. And this is how it should be done. And here are the best practices. And you, you know, <laughs> and I was like, but it doesn't feel good in my system, <laughs> but it doesn't feel good. It's not aligned. It's definitely not aligned. And they were just reminding me, well, then that's your answer. It's not aligned. What's aligned is in your heart. What's the new way is in your heart to make decisions based on what is true and loving and whole from a heart-centered place. Oh, that's beautiful. What a wonderful way to end our show today. Allison, thank you so much. That was absolutely uplifting and encouraging, eye-opening, thought-provoking. I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much for being with us on Lead Hership Global. Thank you, Linda. It's been a privilege. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining Lead Hership Global's award-winning podcast. As a member of Lead Hership Global, you have the opportunity to meet inspirational leaders, create lifelong friendships, and be surrounded by others who are invested in your success. Join our global community of inspiring women in leadership, women who will help you create greater levels of impact, support your personal and professional breakthroughs, and help you accelerate your success. Don't miss out on the opportunity to show up, speak up, and step up in your professional and your personal life. Find out how you can join us at leadhershipglobal.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.